Hello and uh, welcome in to the Intern Allen Show. I got the name of the show right this time. I practiced. Um, the twins are back. So we'll start there. Well, we won't start there. Um, no, no guests on the pod tonight. So we're going to be um, ranking some quarterbacks. 44 quarterbacks. Um, too many, but whatever. I don't even know the name of one of them, but... Um, Whatever it is, what it is. Um, talk about the Twins a little bit. Talk about the Vikings a little bit. Post game for you again. No, let's get right into it. Oh, it is ten twenty eight. It's again late Tuesday night. Whoops. Still New Jersey. Whoops. Twins are back. Five and two since the last pod would have been five and one, but they just lost. Didn't score a single run. Lost six nothing. Is what it is. Five and two, still very good. Um, lead over the Guardians. Make sure I say the Guardians. Um, was five and a half, now four and a half. But it's a heck of a lot better than it was looking a week ago when it was kind of dwindling down to one or two games. I've been seeing a lot of complaining online, and I listened to a whole podcast of people that are way smarter than me about the Twins, just complaining about how they didn't do anything. And their point is like, well, if you, I think the point is, I don't really really get the point. I'm talking about the trade deadline here. Their point seemed to be like, if you think this team is going to make the playoffs, you should make it better. And if you think the team isn't going to make the playoffs, you should sell people. Well, that was we're never going to sell anybody because we're in first place. But like. If you think the team should make the playoffs, make it, make it better, sure. But, like, <clears throat> the team is better than they've played for the majority of this year. They're, like, a better team than that. And if Correa bats 220, you're not going to win anything in the playoffs no matter what. That's my whole, that was my whole point. Um, if the young players don't step up, you're not going to win any. Like, adding one dude is not going to do anything. And you give up a, you know, it was... It was a seller's market, I think. Um, a lot more teams buying than wanted to sell. Um, so you're going to give up a bad value for to get like one guy who's going to make no difference. And I just think it was dumb. Like The team could win in the playoffs. Whatever, this isn't important. But I think the, the surge of this team has had in the last week is justification of not doing anything. So that's neither here nor there. That was last week's episode anyway. Um, five and two since we last talked. Um, Joe Ryan is completely broken, it seems. Um, the one big loss in there. Did I get the record right even? This might be a little bit more of an unhinged podcast than the last couple because I, uh, am not as prepared. Did I get the record right? Which game did he play really badly in? Tuesday night they won. Wednesday night, that was the one where Joe K. That was the one Joe Ryan played really badly in. Joe Ryan uh, had like a complete game shuttle like a month ago and hasn't played well or two months ago. Hasn't pitched well one time since and like gives up a homer every time he throws the ball. Um, He goes on the IL with like a hamstring thing that apparently he was hiding the whole time. All-time stupid move. Um to just like let your team lose because you stink um 
because you're hiding an injury like who are you trying to you're trying to be tougher than your hands i don't know i mean i don't know you're trying to be tougher than the mound hamstring tougher than the mound i think you're really gonna like prove you're a big big man by um just sucking for like two two months straight um while your team loses you're gonna you're gonna show us you're tough because you can't report a hamstring injury and then um you just stink at you know you just stink at the sport i like i don't know whatever um so hopefully like now he's on the il that's taken care of dallas keichel pitched in his turn two days ago or whatever it was and pitched fine although he won't be good beyond like he's gonna be um a dylan bundy thing where it's like every now and then he's like decent but then like he's gonna get lit up at some point throwing like 87 um matt walner's the other big thing he's a thing matt walner's a thing um hitting bombs left and right he walked off i believe it was friday night thursday night um thursday night nope friday night nope saturday night nope sunday night that's the what what Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, Sick game, by the way. I watched it. Trailing going into the ninth. Trailing going to the bottom of the ninth, that is. Because they uh, hit a homer. The D-backs, that is, hit a homer in the top of the ninth. So we're trailing going. Trailing one run going to the bottom of the ninth. First pitch of the inning, I think. Polanco hits a pump. And then... Um, no, Kepler did. And then Polanco got on base. And then Walner hit like just a moonshot into right center to win the game. Sick game. Um but Walner's been a thing um for a couple weeks now. He's been playing really well. Nearly got sent down when we were thinking that Kirill when we were thinking that Polanco got had to be brought back up. Um Matt Walner on the season, two fifty six, seven bombs, um, sixteen RBI. OPS over nine hundred right now, which is insane. That's not gonna be um that's not gonna be in thirty two games so far. His OPS isn't gonna be over nine hundred probably for the majority of his career, but you know, really he's really hot right now. Um been playing really well. His average probably won't be that high either. Um I think long term best case scenario is Hmm. I'm trying to think he, how he compares to a guy the Twins have had re- recently. I think best case scenario is Justin Morneau. I do. I think that's realistic at all. No, but um, he's also right-handed. No, he's he's actually left-handed. Never mind. So maybe Justin Morneau is a good comp. But um, I think those couple years of Josh Willingham when he was really good is like what Matt Walner could be for like his entire career. If that makes sense. So, corner outfielder, who actually has a really good arm, apparently. Um, just hits a lot of bombs. Never going to have the highest average of all time, but, like, if he plays every day, can get can get you 30 homers in a year pretty easily. Uh, worst case scenario is he, first couple of years, he's really good, and then he becomes Miguel Sano. I think that's also in the realm of possibility, unfortunately. Because if you think back when Miguel Sano came into the league, he was somewhat similar to this. Um, in that 
you know, he hit in a bunch of bombs. Average wasn't great. It got worse and worse and worse for us to know when they figured him out, obviously. But um, Malone just got, I guess I believe, and this isn't really based on anything other than just vibes. I guess I believe that he's just got a little bit more of a more of a knack for hitting than Sano did. Um, more of a like contact trait than Sano did. Um, but he's certainly not a contact guy in the way that Julian is. And Julian isn't a contact guy in the way that we think he is either. So, um, yeah, I think best case scenario, he's, he's a pretty classic three outcome type of guy where it's going to be a bomb, a walk or a strikeout every time. Um, obviously not every time, but that type of guy, um, which is cool, but the twins have too many of those guys. Anyway, whatever, it's fine. He's hitting home runs. Let's not get over, um, let's not get a, a, in front of our skis a little bit with him. Um, he's hitting home runs. It's been awesome to watch. Um, he's been playing really well. And it, I think it's really cool to see as Buxton and Correa have been stinking, um, to see sort of the next, next wave of guys come in and play well. Um, Obviously, Julianne and Walner have been playing well. Kirloff had been playing well. He's hurt again. Royce Lewis had been playing well. He's hurt again, too. Um, and then... I'm missing somebody. No, I'm not. Uh, I don't know if I am or not, but... Let me see if I'm missing somebody. I feel like I am. Yeah, no. Not really. I mean, Jeffers has been playing well. He's not really like what you would call a prospect at this point, but um, he's been hitting the ball pretty well. It actually has been a little bit as advertised in terms of like what we expected him to be two years ago before. He's got an OPS of 895. That's crazy. Okay. All right. Ryan Jeffers, shout out. Come on the pod. Um, let me check. The other big news in the in the Yale Central this week was um, the big fight, a real baseball fight, a true baseball fight. Um, Tim Anderson, all time, I don't want to say the word on this pod, um, all time, we'll call it loser, loser move. This is a P word I was fishing for, but I didn't want to say it. Um, First of all, Tim Anderson over the past like four years or whatever has been like a good player. Um, but also he's like the type of guy who's like always acting like he can fight and always talking trash and acting like he's tough and from the hood or whatever, which maybe he is. And I'm not really a place to comment on that anyway. But um, he's the type of guy that like I'm pretty sure he's tweeted at some point like I would like to fight. Like let me <laughs> – I would like to fight this. He doesn't tweet like that. Um, I'm sure at some point he's tweeted about like fighting somebody. Um, you can't be that guy, that like tr- trash talking guy, like acts like he fights a lot guy and get knocked out in one punch. You just can't do it. It can't happen. It's like all time bad look for my guy, Tim. Also, he's playing horribly right now. Um, this entire season, he has like one, it's what he's it's like or like a hundred games in he's hit one homer not that homers are everything but he hasn't been playing well outside of that either and the white Sox have been horrible um and he's supposed to be one of their best players so all-time horrible look um 
he got what was it was it Jose Marie Jose Ramirez it was I'm I'm accepting Carlos Santana all the time it definitely was Jose Ramirez um I believe um Anderson got six games suspension and Ramirez got three which first of all they embarrassing because Tim Anderson was the one that got knocked out too so it's like it's double it's at least the White Sox won the game because it could have been real bad for him. Um, but it's just you, you're the one who squares up. First of all, what are we mad about in the first place? I have no idea what we're mad about in the first place. He slid into second base. It's, that's what happens in baseball sometimes. I don't have no idea. Um, it seemed like Tim Anderson instigated it. Don't know. But um, haven't poured over the footage. But you're the one who drops the glove. Baseball, you drop one glove. In hockey, you drop two. Um, and, like, square up with with Buddy. You're the one who throws the first, like, two, three punches. And then he throws one punch back at you and you get knocked out. And you're the fighting guy. It's just, it can't happen. Like, yeah, I don't know if I... I don't know if I could show my face again. Like, I might retire after that if it um, happened to me. Um, of all the fights I've been in about sports like I've never first of all been the one to instigate it or been the one who gets knocked out not that I've ever knocked anybody out either but not that I've been in that many fights I don't want to sound like I'm the guy who always fights all the time now but um, one time I uh, I think uh, I fought Loon Schmidt or something like that or Loon Wixo I don't even remember over basketball, that was good. Um, probably should have taught that little me a little bit of anger management, but whatever. Um, moral of the story, Tim Anderson can't do that. Good news of that game is Guardians lost, and that was part of them. Like They lost. They might have been swept, by the way, it sucks. Um, that was part of our lead in the division, ballooning a little bit. Um. That's enough for the Twins for now. Um, the vision looks pretty secure, knock on wood. Try to make some noise in the playoffs. Maybe throw a shout-out. Who knows? We'll see. We'd get to host a playoff series and play, like, the five seed or something like that. I don't know exactly. The No, that would be the four seed, but whatever. A team that's almost surely going to have a better record than we do by the end of the year. But... On to the Vikings. Vikings signed a wide receiver, um, Nikhil Harry, who's a former first-round pick. I think he was picked by the Patriots one of the years they won the Super Bowl or the year after they won the Super Bowl, that is. Um, so, like, he's picked 32 or something like that. So, you know, barely a first-round pick, but former first-round pick. Um, he did not do anything when he was in the Patriots, with the Patriots, and some of those years were with Tom Brady. Um, he did not do anything with the Bears last year. Um, he is out of Arizona State, I believe. Um, he's a whole lot of nothing in his career so far. But that being said, in theory, the pedigree is there. First round wide receiver out of power five, and he killed the Pac-12. RIP the Pac-12, we'll get to that. But um, 
if I remember correctly, he was like, like nasty in college. And, um, so, you know, odds are very likely that this turns into absolutely nothing. That he's another Jalen Rager that doesn't even, um, really move the needle, even though he's a former first round pick, but, um, they did bring him in, which I didn't realize we needed receivers. Maybe I, maybe we don't. Um, I think obviously we don't need anybody like that's starting caliber. We have a pretty solid top three at the moment, but I did. I thought there were other guys in, in camp as well that were not really, um, so there wasn't really a depth problem. Um, but I guess so. I think best case scenario, he turns into, well, I don't even think that's possible. Best case scenario, he like returns and or risk recovers an onside kick in like week 13. I think that's like best. He's like on the hands team, make rises up and recovers an onside kick. I feel like that's as good as we're going to get out of him. Honestly, um, he'll play in some preseason games and he might look cool. Maybe he won't, but, but yeah, that happened. Um, they also brought in Dalton Reisner, who's a offensive guard. I know that's super exciting. Um, who for some reason isn't signed by anybody right now, even though I think he's pretty good. Um, for whatever reason, I think Dalton Reisner, like I get good vibes from him. Um, probably just cause I recognize his name. He played for the Broncos for a number of years. Um, and for whatever reason in my mind, I think of Dalton Reisner and I think of a good player. So, um, that's like my offensive guard analysis of, of, uh, Dalton Reisner. And, um, it's probably not a good sign that we're trying to bring in random dudes. Um, I think the offensive line is, especially the middle of it, was not good last year. Um, well, I guess, like, specifically the middle of the offensive line was not good last year. Um, both the tackles are pretty good, um, are very good even. But, um, like, Ezra Cleveland has played a bunch of guard last year, I think, and there was obviously another one that I anyway don't forget Bradbury center was fine but um he isn't like setting the world on fire if I am not mistaken in that take um yeah I mean I certainly wouldn't be against like adding to the offensive line but it just feels as if they should have addressed that in the off season instead of like showed up at camp, realized oh, our offensive line isn't that good. Let's go find somebody. And then whoever we can get is whoever we can get. He hasn't even signed yet. So I don't even know, um, like if this is for sure, but he was apparently visiting camp and like worked out for them, which happens all the time. But like, usually I don't recognize the names of the people that it happens to because usually they're nothing. Um, like I'm sure Nikhil Harry came into camp with like eight wide receivers, none of whom you've ever heard of who all played in like, Canada for the Toronto Argonauts or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, preseason game one is Thursday night, I believe. I'm very excited to watch. I actually missed football really badly. Was not able to watch the Hall of Fame game, even though I definitely uh, would have. I'll probably end up watching the entire Vikings game, but probably won't enjoy it after the first hour but i will enjoy that one hour very much um not i don't even know who's gonna start 
our like backup quarterback is like a rookie whose name I don't remember anymore. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a lot of run on Thursday. Vikings roster. This is great podcasting position. Oh, I can look up who who that other guard is while we're at it. Ed Ingram. Was that the guy I was thinking of? I guess it was. Um, He's not good either, but whatever. Um, Jaron Hall is the backup quarterback at a BYU. He's a rookie, and then Nick Mullins, who's actually was a star like for two seconds of the league at one point, but for the 49ers, which doesn't really count, which we'll get to in the quarterback rankings, by the way. Um, preseason game one, excited for it against the Seahawks. Um, I'll have a full recap. Actually, I don't know if that's even going to be a little remotely interesting. There probably won't be much to have learned from the preseason, but definitely excited to watch some football. I think I'm going to watch some hard knocks after this, um, which I thought about doing on the pod or like watching it and then reviewing it on the pod, but not really everybody watches HBO or even watches hard knocks like that. So I probably won't. I obviously didn't. Jesus. Okay. It's Seahawks. Okay. Eh. First preseason game is at, uh, 10 PM Eastern. So that's going to be great for me. I'll stay up for that. Probably fall asleep. Well, the fifth stringers are in the third quarter, but whatever. Um, I think that's all for our Vikings talk for now. Um, this water break is presented by um, BetterHelp. And, oh, just kidding. We're not done with Vikings. Or we are done with Vikings, but I, just one more um, news piece before QB tears. Um, college football's dead. It's not. But it's a little bit um, ruined. Um, they're like, I don't exactly remember who went to who now. I think Oregon and obviously UCLA and USC went to the Big Ten. Washington and Oregon, I think, went to the Big Ten as well. And then Arizona and Arizona State went to the Big 12, if I'm not mistaken. Colorado already went back to the Big 12. Um, Utah is somewhere. Where's Utah? They must have moved because they're not one of the schools that's remaining. Utah Conference. I got to stop looking up things on the pod. Um, okay, yeah. Utah's joining the Big 12. Um, so the only teams that are... The Pac-12 is dead. Um, it's like the big takeaway from any of this is um, the only teams left in the Pac-12 are Stanford, Cal, um, Washington State, and Oregon State, um, which so the Pac-12 doesn't exist like those that you can't make a conference out of those four teams. Um, I think, and everybody's saying like, oh, it's like temporary, like everything will be kind of figured out in two years or whatever. And that's maybe true, but I just think even for those two years, like it's going to kind of suck. Like 
I think football is going to be fine because you're still going to watch on Saturdays. The teams that are competing for a national champion are kind of above their conference anyway. They're competing against each other like the same four teams, you know, that would be – and then they're expanding playoffs at some point too, so it's going to be eight teams. But, like, you're still going to get really te- good teams in the playoff. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. Winning a conference championship is important, but it's not as important as it is in, um, I believe, other other sports. Um, and all those brands in college football are like national brands anyway, where Ohio State would still be Ohio State if they weren't in the Big Ten, all that stuff. It's all about TV rights and um, make the most money, which the Pac-12 wasn't going to get you a lot of money um, if you're USC and UCLA and all those other teams. So I guess you can kind of get why they did it, but um, it does suck. The real problem I have is not with football. It's with every other sport. Um, Obviously, there's the like, oh, you should feel really, really bad for the women's bowling player that now has to travel to Rutgers instead of to – Oregon because she bowls for USC or whatever. I don't really care about that at all. Um, I think it happens, whatever. Um, I'm sure it sucks for them to have to travel so much. If you play like some of the non-money sports and you're in the other, like it probably sucks. It definitely sucks, whatever. But like it won't affect my life in any way at all. Um, So that's not really why like I'm personally bothered by this. I just think that moving basketball conferences around because the football teams make more money i think it's so stupid and i think it is like there's two there's two big money sports in college football yeah football's the top obviously basketball's second basketball for the general american college basketball for the general american viewer is still very very important um there's people out there that don't watch it because they love the NBA, whatever. There's people out there who only watch it because they hate the NBA, but they like basketball. They're like, well, it's better. It's still really important. March Madness is still really, really important. And so, like, I could care less about the woman's, the water polo player that, you know, goes to Stanford and now doesn't have a conference anymore. I don't care. I don't care about her or him if they play on the men's side. I do care about, like, what is conference championship week going to look like for basketball in the year 2025? Like, is it a round robin tournament between Stanford and Washington state and Oregon state and Cal? Like and all those teams stink anyway at basketball. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It doesn't matter. They stink, I guess, but like the conference tournaments in college basketball, it's basically March madness already. Um, because you're seeing who gets a bid, who steals a bid, who wins what. All the games are good because you get the best teams in each conference going against each other. That's kind of weird now because some of the conferences like 20 teams in them. So it's like, it's like USC is playing Northwestern in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Why is that a thing in basketball? Because that's like obviously a move that makes no sense for basketball. Um but whatever. I, th- I think that's my biggest issue with it is like we're making decisions only for football. And yeah, it affects all the sports that nobody cares about too. But it also expects or it also affects college basketball, which I and a lot of other people really, really care about. And so I don't know. 
I guess that's my take on it. Hopefully it changes. Um, also, the Rose Bowl is just, like, gone now because it was always the Pac-12 versus the Big Ten. Like, we can throw Ohio State versus Cal every year. I guess it would be Stanford probably. But, like, and I know it's part of the playoff, like, every other year. But on the years it wasn't part of the playoff, it was still Big Ten Pac-12. Big Ten Pac-12 or at least the best of those teams that didn't make the playoffs. And so now is that just gone? Like the Rose Bowl, which is like 100 plus years of tradition, like we're just like, who cares anymore? Because ESPN cares the Big Ten games? Like, what are we doing? I just, yeah, whatever. I don't want to, there's so many like losers out there that are getting like legitimately emotional about this. Um, Be like, oh, think of the kids, blah, blah, blah. I I don't want to get that to that level, but it's just, I don't know. As a fan, it does suck to like, it just feels like it was all kind of fake. It's like, what if Saudi just took over college football? That's what it feels like. Anyway, this pod is very, uh, this is like equivalent to like me going 90 on how focused I am on this pod right now is equivalent to me like going 90 on the interstate and just trying to talk into the phone. Even though I'm not doing that at all, I'm just sitting in my room, but whatever. Um, Sorry if it sounds like I have ADHD or whatever. Might. Anyway, um, this water break is presented by BetterHelp. And we're back. We thank BetterHelp for uh, spending that money on us. Probably should wash out my water bottle. It kind of tastes gross. All right. We're going to buzz through this because I ranked way too many quarterbacks. Um, we're ranking all. So I went to tiermaker.com. 2023-24 NFL quarterback rankings. And they had 44 quarterbacks to rank. So I've ranked them all. Um, in tiers, but also I have the numbers so we can like keep track of who's the numbers. Um, so... In tier one, or like they call it S tier on here. We have at one, Patrick Mahomes. Um, What's understood does not need to be explained. I feel like that's pretty, uh, not a lot of debate on that one. Just won a Super Bowl with the worst defense, worst offense line, and the worst weapons. So that's pretty much all on him. Um, Number two, I have Josh Allen. I debated between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow for number two. Um, Burrow's three, by the way. Um, I just feel like the ceiling of Josh Allen is higher um, in terms of what he can do physically, what he can do with his arm, what he can do with his legs running over people, making stuff happen. And I feel like that like super, super high like special ceiling is what like puts you over the top in Super Bowls, even though he hasn't been to a Super Bowl and Burrow has. <clears throat> Oh boy. Need another water break presented by BetterHelp. But um I just think what I see in in Josh Allen is just a little bit more of the special level game changer than what you see in Joe Burrow. Fourth I have Jalen Hurts, which I kinda hate because I don't think he's that good. Um But I don't I don't know. I feel like they're this is a tier break for me, so he's now in the second tier, or the A tier on this website. Um, 
I feel like Jalen Hurts is not the fourth best quarterback in the league, but I do I have him there, so I guess I have to put him there. Um, maybe this is watch. I cheered against. I hate the Eagles because of um, twenty seventeen. Um, or I guess it was twenty eighteen playoffs. Um, and I just think they're really annoying. And um, when they did the skull channel on us after beating us by forty, I didn't really like it. So I'm just kind of out on the Eagles. I think they're stupid, annoying, whatever. Um, so I cheered against them every single game last year, mostly. Um. And uh, it just Jalen Hurts felt really inevitable in a way that I didn't experience from some of the quarterbacks that are behind him. Um, it was like every time you cheer against him, he's going to beat you. That's how I felt about Aaron Rodgers for a long time, obviously. That's how I felt about Tim Tebow when I cheered against him in college. That's sort of neither here nor there. But it's like that type of feeling tells me that you're really, really good when I hate you so much because you always – win when I'm sharing against you um I then have Lamar it's tough because I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's healthy but he's never healthy um we're never quite healthy um and it's just kind of sad because the Ravens like are good and then they're like Lamar gets hurt and then you know their season goes to nothing because they're running out um whatever that one guy's name is Tyler Huntley and it's just kind of whatever I think Lamar would be higher. I think he'd be above Jalen Hurts if he was healthy all the time, but he's not. So he gets the fifth spot. Um, Justin Herbert, sixth. A lot of people have him higher just because of the talent or whatever. He's never won anything. He's never done anything. Um, I think you have to give Hurts some credit for um, going, going, to, going to a Super Bowl. Um, in the way that Justin Herbert never has. He lost the Jaguars last year in the playoffs and, like, had a huge lead and couldn't keep it. And maybe it's not all on him, but it is what it is. Um, it's a lot of, like, oh, wow, Justin Herbert made a really nice throw there. Oh, wow, they lost the game. Like, is that, that type of thing. Um, so he gets six. Seven is Aaron Rodgers. Um, I still think he's really good. He obviously wasn't good last year. And... I think that's partially the receivers were not experienced or very good um, in Green Bay. Um, I'm willing to be wrong about him because obviously, like, I'd love to see him fail, even though, like, I don't really have any investment in that anymore because he doesn't play for the Packers anymore. But um, I just don't like the, I just don't like him as a human because of all the years of cheating against him. So it is what it is at this point. Um, definitely willing to be wrong, but I do still think he's good. He gets number seven. Um, now we're on the third tier, the B tier. Um, I put Tua at eight. That feels high to me, but it's what I did. Um, I think part of that is his system that he plays in, where you just like Waddle and Hill are wide open because Mike McDaniel schemed it that way all the time. But it's not his fault that they're so much easier, more easily open than every other offense in the in the league. Like it's not Tua's fault. He makes makes completion he you know does what he does um he's got one of the de- best deep ball accuracy i'm burping up right my dinner right now uh he's got one of the best deep ball accuracy numbers in the league even though in theory he's not a great deep ball thrower sure that's because his receivers are really good sure this because his scheme is really good 
it is what it is at this point. Were you going to do apologize for having good people around you? No. Um, Kirko Chains gets ninth, which feels both high and low at the same time, and I think that's the Kirk Cousins experience. Um, there were times last year where he was absolutely dominant and played like a top five quarterback in the league. There were times when he checked down on fourth and eight with the season on the line to lose to a not very good team. Um, and I think that's all you kind of got to say about him. We know the Kirk thing. I've shared the Kirk thing on here before. Um, he's never going to win you a Super Bowl by himself. And I think the best thing we can get out, get out of Kirk is to not mess up a really good team if we make a really good team around him. And that's more you can say about evidently, you know, 30 quarterbacks on this list. So um, it is what it is. He gets ninth for me. Trevor Lawrence gets 10th. This is a guy where I also am way like it feels like Justin Herbert to me where I'm like way below him, way below everybody else in terms of ranking him. Everybody like sees half a good season from Trevor Lawrence. And it's just like. Half a, half a good season in a Doug Peterson offense. And it's just like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is, like, the next great quarterback. Some of you will have him top five after half a good season. Like, he obviously was with Urban Meyer his first year, and it wasn't good. Whatever. But he wasn't good at the beginning of this year. And he had half a good season. And people are like, he's the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's just not true. He can't. Like, he's good. He's in top ten for me, I guess. But, like, half a good season with Doug Peterson. You know who else had half a good season with Doug Peterson? Carson Wentz where's he on this list we'll get there because he is on the list they had him on the website even though he's not on a roster right now you know said half a good season with and won a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson Nick Foles like we can he can turn you into something that maybe you aren't and I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence isn't what he's going to be but like we can't just automatically crown him from one good season and I think people are doing a lot of like oh he was drafted as that like he's drafted to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time like that's what they thought about when he came out but you know the first year and a half of his career didn't indicate that so we'll see i'm obviously could be wrong on that but i'm not going to apologize for for my takes you know and in the moment right now he's not a top five quarterback in the league for example um i put matthew stafford at 11 i don't care about he's so boring he's so boring he's a good player he's boring um is what it is. We're moving on. Justin Fields, 12. Um, good player. They does not win games. Um, one of the fastest quarterbacks I've ever seen. Um, some of what he did last year on the ground um, and with that offense was very incredible. Um, I worry we're going to be talking about him like a Lamar in four years where it's just like, oh, he's really good when he's healthy and he's just not healthy. Um, I worry that that's what's going to happen. But... You know, for right now, he showed one good season. I would argue, back to the Trevor Lawrence thing, I would argue he was better than Trevor Lawrence at times last year. Obviously, they weren't winning games because the team around him wasn't very good. But you can't say, like, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is better at this point, I would say. But you can't just say, like, he's a completely different tier than Justin Fields when they've had about the equal amount of time being good, you know. And they were both drafted high, you know, into bad situations. It is what it is. Um, Dakota Rain Prescott is, what are we at? 13th here. Also really boring. Seems like he should be better than he is. Just isn't. Some really, really bad games. Just out of nowhere every now and then. 
Um, and I've owned him in fantasy too. So like, we got to stop talking about my fantasy team, but I know what that feels like when all of a sudden you're, you know, you're counting on 30 points from your, from your quarterback because that's what he's been doing recently. And then all of a sudden he gives you seven. It's just not, it's not a good vibe. Um, I think talent wise, he could be in like the A tier, but he's just like, we'd never see it consistently. And that is the type of thing that would drive me crazy if I were a Cowboys fan or a Dak Prescott fancy owner. Jared Goff, 14. I'm going to say boring again. The, the offense is really good because of the scheme and they got a lot of good weapons and they've improved on the offensive line. Should be a good team this year, but it's just like, okay, it's Jared Goff. Cool. Whatever. Um, he's very popular on, on one of the competitors' podcasts, so you know people like him, but it is what it is. It's Jared Goff. Kyler Murray is 15th. Um I'm going to have to go fast. There's a lot of quarterbacks. Wow. Um, Kyler Murray, 15th. Um, plays too many video games. Really talented. Actually, like, borderline, like, one of the best guys to watch if he's playing well. The things he's able to do, running away, running away from people, throwing on the run, somehow has so much power in that schmidt size frame. Um, is actually very impressive. But um, he's like, seems like a horrible person to be around, and... Um, the view games thing and the film watching thing is not good, obviously. And then some games there were just really bad. Also, like it doesn't help that the roster is like horrible. Um, so some of that's not his fault, but it is what it is. Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to make a Brandon Miller type joke here. Um, we just haven't seen enough of it recently. Obviously, last time he played, he was really good. Um, last year, he was really not good. Um, last time we seen him before the thing that happened that everybody knows about um but this past year when he came back from the thing that everybody knows about um he was really really not good we'll see i think he's i put him you know just kind of halfway through here because you don't really know what you got um but certainly a possibility to be like a top five type of guy i have Derek carr and daniel jones is 17 and 18 they're the same player for me well they're really not actually um Derek carr is it i actually love Derek carr for like two games a year i'll be like wow that was awesome Derek carr is him and he like gets emotional in the post-game interview crying about his guys or whatever and i'm like yeah Derek carr like this is awesome Derek carr is it and then like he just stinks the next week and it is what it is um daniel jones is a type of guy that a good coordinator could get a lot out of because he's like he's like josh allen if josh allen wasn't good at football that's kind of daniel jones um because he does have that body he actually can run pretty well um obviously tore us up in the playoffs whatever it is what it is um but yeah i mean i think a lot of a lot of his success last year if you take away last year he's like in the D tier of this list potentially. Um, and a lot of his success last year was a lot was down to, um, putting him in good spots by the coaching staff. I have, um, CJ Stroud and Bryce young at 19 and 20. And I do have Stroud ahead of him because I want to plant my flag on Stroud. I was very impressed from the, the semifinal Ohio state versus Georgia this past year everything that I possibly could have seen from Stroud I saw in that game and um I'm basing my entire take on his career on that game and I think it's gonna be really good Bryce Young um put him 
put him in the B tier here because I just feel like I have to. Um, he's the top pick. He's gonna. He's really smart. Allegedly, Drew Brees vibes, but uh, I don't know. Personally, I don't care about him. I think he's gonna be fine. I think Stroud's my guy. Like moving forward, Stroud's my guy. So if you get if you get any one message from here, Stroud is my guy. When he's really good in four years, I'm gonna be victory lapping. That's the thing. All right, next tier. They're all. They all get the same ranking. So we're skipping on the numbers. We're skipping 21 through 29. They're all the same ranking. They all get the ranking of boring. Um, and so this is like kind of these guys are worse than the guys above them and kind of better than the guys below them. But mostly they're just really boring um, and almost like not worth talking about. Um, so I'll name these guys off. Tannehill, Pickett, Darnold, Purdy, Garoppolo, Mills, Mac Jones, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith. Um, the only thing interesting um, on this website, tiermaker.com is a website. Um, the picture of Brock Purdy looks kind of like Loon Schmidt. Um, that's it. Um, people, you might be surprised to hear Russell Wilson. Don't think you should be surprised. He stinks. Um, and it's boring. It's actually really horrible to watch. Um, Gino, Will- Gino-, Gino Wilson. Um, Gino Smith is was better than this tier would suggest this past year, but I just don't think that long-term he's going to be anything more than that. Um, Mac Jones stinks. Don't tell me he doesn't. Uh, We're moving on to the even worse. So these guys are either worse than boring, we have never seen them play before, or they are boring and horrible. Most of the guys in the very, very bottom tier are boring and horrible. Um... 30th, I have Taylor Heineke. I get it. He wins some games. He's not a good player. Nobody thinks he's a good player. I think even um, the staunch Taylor Heineke fans would admit that he's not a good player. He's the type of guy, a lot of these guys in this D tier are guys that, um, well, actually only two of them, because I moved one of them up. But all Taylor Heineke and Baker Mayfield are guys in this D tier that are, they'll win you like one game at a time. You know, they, they're they basically backups come in, win one game on, like, vibes alone. And then they go back in their little hole on the bench, and they're just not, they're just not good players. <laughs> Taylor Heineke, they trusted him for, like, a season and a half. And he brought them to exactly 500, but a lot of that was based on defense and um, other stuff. Anyway, he just, like, wasn't a good player. I don't know. Um, other guys I have in this tier... We have Anthony Richardson. Oh, I skipped one. Desmond Ritter, 31. We just haven't seen it yet. He could be good. He could be a completely different tier next year. Anthony Richardson, same thing. Um, He could be in two, three years. This is three years he could be Patrick Mahomes just because the body is crazy. But that's obviously unlikely. Um, He could be – I think it's more likely he's in this tier or worse in four years. Um, Hendon Hooker, Baker – Howell, Levis, Trey Lance. Trey Lance is interesting. Obviously, he's, obviously he's uh, near and dear to our hearts here at the Loon. But um, actually met him once. Pete next to him. I forgot to mention that one in my post game the other the other week about meeting professional athletes. Pete next to Trey Lance in Fargo. Um, he did not wash his hands. So maybe that's just a. You know, it's a strike against his character. That's why he's struggled. Nah, for real, he's been injured, but um, hasn't really gotten a chance. But when he did get a chance, it wasn't, like, the prettiest thing of all time. Um, 
Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, okay, we're moving to the F tier. Um, do I want to talk more about any of those guys? No. Um, Sam Howell and Baker Mayfield look like the same person, but they're not. Um, F tier. So these guys are mostly guys that are really boring to watch, and they're really bad, or they're just really, really bad. Um, yeah, so we're going to start out with Kyle Trask. Don't know anything about him, to be honest, but I don't have high hopes. Um, then this website still had Matt Ryan in this little tier maker thing. I'm pretty sure he's like out of the league or retired. Maybe he's technically a free agent still. But I mean, I guess they have Kirk. I guess they have Carson Wentz. But um, we have Matt Ryan at thirty nine, Andy Dalton at forty. Same thing. They both stink. They're both old. They're both washed. Obviously, Matt Ryan used to be way better than Andy Dalton used to be. But at this point, they're the same. Zach Wilson at forty one. The only reason he's still in the league is because he can throw the ball really far. Um, he's thrown no, shown no like ability to be quarterback in any kind of way. Um, other than that, so he gets 41. Um, 42, I have guy whose name I don't know. I, there's a picture of him. This this website only has pictures. He's in a Carolina Panthers jersey. I've never seen it. I swear I've never seen it before. I've never heard of him. I have no idea who he is. Um, so he is 42nd on this list. But that is not last. The only people behind him are... Um, so behind the guy whose name I don't know, we have Carson Wentz at 43. What's understood doesn't need to be explained. Um, and then in dead last, we have Jordan Love. He stinks. I don't want to hear it. He's bad. All right, that is that is the uh, quarterback tiers list. Or not tier list, I guess. Well, it's kind of tier list. But quarterback rankings, again, Mahomes, one Mahomes, two Allen, three Burrow, four Hertz, five Lamar, six Herbert, Seven Rogers, eight to a nine Kirk, ten Trevor Lawrence, eleven Stafford, twelve Fields, thirteen Dak, fourteen Goff, fifteen Kyler, sixteen Deshaun, seventeen Derek Carr, eighteen Daniel Jones, nineteen Stroud, twenty Bryce Young, boring Tannehill, Pickett, Donald Purdy, Garoppolo, Mills, Mac Jones, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, thirty Heineke, thirty one Ritter, thirty two Anthony Richardson, thirty three Hendon Hooker, thirty four Baker. 35, Levis, 36, Howell, 37, Trey Lance, 38, Trask, 39, Matt Ryan, 40, Andy Dalton, 41, Zach Wilson, 42, guys who the guy whose name I don't know, 43, Carson Lentz, 44, Jordan Love. This water break is presented by Peloton. Post-game time. Um, today's post-game is a bit of a... I guess it's... I wouldn't really call it a hot take. I don't Because I don't think it's all that hot. I think most people are kind of in agreement. Or if they've even given any thought to it, they probably are on my side. But maybe more of a rant. And... Um, the the main thesis of this rant is that um, 
I don't care that you played pickleball. Or pickleball is stupid and dumb and it sucks. Um, so here's the thing. I'm sure pickleball is very fun to play. I'm sure it gets like old people out of the house and gets them going and gets them exercise so they don't have bad cholesterol, if that's even how that works. Not sure. I'm sure that on society, pickleball is a net positive because it's a good activity for the whole family, whatever. I don't care. If you think pickleball is cool, you're a loser. And so if you play pickleball, I don't want to hear about it. You're allowed to play pickleball by yourself or against people, whatever. But, like, I don't want to hear that you played pickleball. Like, I could not be less interested in pickleball. The only reason this comes up is because I've been seeing a lot of pickleball content on social media. They're trying to, like, they're trying to, like, put pickleball games on ESPN channels somehow. Like, professional pickleball league is a thing. I feel like I could be the professional pickleball player. It looks so easy. I've never played. Oh. (laughs) Okay. I've played I've played pickleball before. Um oh wow, I don't know if I want no oh, whatever. Um okay, so fun story about me playing pickleball. The year was twenty seventeen. Um for the loons that know well, that know me well, the loon listeners, real loon heads out there, um they know that um when I was a junior in high school, there was a a, a girl that I um, was in the friend zone of for the better part of the year. Tried to escape multiple times, failed over time, whatever it is, what it is. I was young. Um, that girl was on the tennis team at our school. So obviously the real loon heads know who I'm talking about. Um, anywho, next year, senior year, we were playing pickleball in gym class. I wasn't even in this gym class, mind you, but I missed so much school for like music and little nerd things that I like had to like make up gym classes by going to like other people's gym class. So I was, I used to go to this advanced or I don't know, intermediate basic racket sport. I used to go to this racket sports class all the time. And then, let me do so that's what happened. I missed the gym. I had to go to this racket sports class. That day we're playing pickleball. I ended up like having to play against her. And at this point, like I didn't talk to her anymore. Like I completely cut off contact with her. Um, I didn't want to be around her. She like wanted to be my friend again. And like used to like be sad that we were whatever. Like did not want to be around this person at all anymore. And I would like be outwardly rude to her to like try to make her get the hint that I didn't want to be around her anymore. Anyway, I ended up being paired up with her. I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to play her, but at least I'll kick her ass. That's that's what I was thinking. Like at least I'll like pickleball, I'll like whatever. When I tell you, I probably got like two points the entire game. I got destroyed. Yeah, so I couldn't. I definitely could not beat a pro pickleball player. I guess because I got beat by like a tennis player in, in North Dakota high school. But um, 
I yeah, that stunk. It's not only just like okay, I don't want to be around you because like it was embarrassing for me like what happens whatever, but it's like now I'm embarrassing. I'm like being embarrassed even more because like I don't even know what you play into to pickleball. Maybe it's like twenty one or twenty five or whatever. It was like twenty five to seven maybe. Like I was getting destroyed. I don't even. I forgot that I did that. All right. Well, this ran kind of uh, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. Pickleball still sucks, even though I'm probably bad at it. And maybe that's why I hate it. Cause that one time it was like buried deep in my memory. Pickleball still sucks. I still don't want to hear you. I still don't want to see clips of you playing pickleball. I still don't want to hear you about you playing pickleball. I don't want to know how good you are. I don't know how, how sick your shot of pickleball was. I don't want to see a TikTok on my for you page of pickleball. I don't want to see a tweet about pickleball. Adidas is making pickleball shoes now. Who is out? Who asked for that? Like nobody. Pickleball sucks and it's lame. And um, if you like it, don't talk to me about it. That's that's my um, opinion. Like I said, I'm sure it's fun to play. Actually, I'm not sure it's fun to play. I feel like if you were to play singles pickleball, it'd be fun. But every video I see is like doubles pickleball. They just stand there. And it's basically like you just like lean down and hit the thing underhand every time. It's just like it looks so boring. I don't understand it. By the way, I feel the same exact way about um, what's it called? Spike ball. If you like spike ball. You're allowed to like spike ball. I don't care about it. Don't talk to me about it. It's lame. It's boring. I just don't care. I don't think as as an unathletic person myself, I don't think that we should just create games for us to be good at because we're not good at the games that the cool people are good at. I think it's a bad look for us. I think that we should just like really try to play golf or something or like put in a lot of work in the gym to be better at basketball or something like everybody that plays spike ball was not good at real sports. Everybody that plays pickleball was not good enough to play tennis or maybe they were and now they're just old. I don't know. Um, This rant has gotten a little bit out of the realm of where I thought it would go, but I think you guys get the idea of like, if you play spike ball, if you play pickleball, it's cool. But you're not. It's not cool. It's fine. You're allowed to play those. You're allowed to have fun. But you are not allowed to think that you are cool because you're good at them or because you play them or because you had a really good shot in one of them. Like, you're not allowed to think that because it's not cool. And this isn't like me being really good at other sports selling you it's not cool. I'm not good at other sports. And as somebody who's not good at other sports... I would be ashamed if I was good at pickleball and, like, tried to, like, flex that. I think it's so dumb. Anyway, that's the rant. (coughs) I got to go to bed. Well, I got to put this up on Spotify. But um, let me think. Did I miss anything in my notes? Shout out to me for having notes again. Nope, that's it. Bomb emoji. See ya.